And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well. Welcome to episode fifty, Dave. Uh huh. Of Down on the Docks. You we know what fifty it. means, right? Pussy. <laughs> it doesn't. No. Nope. Okay. It means two uh, episodes awake from one full calendar wow. year of Down on the Docks. Can't believe it, uh, guys. If you're just joining us, my name is Chris Neff, and I'm joined. Of course, I only missed one. Yeah, that's right, you did. And mm-hmm. I'm joined, of course, uh, as always, by uh, my co-host and producing partner, Dave Sarah. How are you, buddy? Hello. Yep, we love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, if you are just finding us, um, you need to back up one episode. Yep. Because this is part two of The King of Kong. Yeah. Uh, a fistful of quarters. That's right. Um, before, by the way, yeah. you know what that's a reference to, right? A fistful of quarters? Yeah. No, what's the reference? Wow. To? It's the uh the sequel to oh, the Good Sergio Bad and the Ugly. Leone. Yeah. S- uh, yeah. A fistful yeah. of dollars. A fistful of dollars. Very nicely done. Yes, sir. Dave, before we get started, can you tell our listeners what this show's about? This show is about porn. <laughs> and also we review documentaries. The best thing to do to help us is to go That's, hold on. <laughs> I said what's the show about? Yeah, it's movie documentaries. Right, but what's the goal of the, the show? The goal is Chris watches these dumb things and then I have to sit here and listen to him explain it to me in his stupid voices. And then we have uh, a possibility that you yes. might entertain the idea Correct. of watching the documentaries. Yes. Now in this case I had already seen this one. It was the first time. But you're so baked yes. you couldn't remember any of it. It's, not, it's just it was so long ago that I, I watched right. this one when it essentially had come out right. when I was like in college ish time all right continue what do yeah. they what do we do around here if, uh, we need help we need reviews you <laughs> okay. go to how do they do it apple podcast you tell them how much you hate me tell me you how don't much you tell them you, you know say, what you do sucks. you do or you worship me like c3po's worshiped by the ewoks that's you true can leave a review yo no no it's it's oh 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 yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay all right that's how i felt when i went into yoshi's server the other day Felt like a like a a god amongst men. Yoshi, we appreciate your support. Keep <laughs> yeah. doing what you're doing yeah. for the show. It means right. a lot to us. All right, so um, yes, go on there. Leave us a five star review. Tell them you love me. Tell them you hate me. Tell them all anything you need to. Also, if you need to hang us out on uh, social media, you can go to Down the Docs Pod on Instagram or simply follow us on Twitter on Down the Docs. Down the Docs. Send us an email if you need to, down on the docs at gmail.com. Okay, before uh, we get into our sponsor <laughs> this week, I'd like to read a few reviews. Sure. Review skis. Um, this review comes from Mary Grand Jean. Thank you, Mary. Uh, this is from uh, episode 45. It's a wow. late review for Three Identical Strangers. Nice. It says, it's an amaz- she says, it's an amazing story of nature versus nurture. Yes. I say it's both. Good job, guys. Love it. Um, that's my mom, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, I also got a private DM from my mom this morning. <laughs> oh, no. I'd like pick. to share that with you. <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> like to jo- share. I'm joking. Sorry. Uh, not a DM. A text. Love you, mom. She says, I just finished the triplet story. Well yes. done with three exclamation points. Yes. And I listened to part one <laughs> of Deep Water. Another amazing story. 
You cracked me up several times with the voices. <laughs> I love the guy with the marbles in his mouth and the uh -huh. sailor's wife who sounded a bit like Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, Eleanor. We need to get Dave a map of the world. Ha ha. <laughs> yes. As usual, your brilliance amazes me as well as your depth of knowledge and your quick wit. <laughs> Keep going. Wow. It and you are winners. Yes. I love you. Heart, heart, heart. Those hearts are in purple. She loves you. So she loves you, Dave. If we could only get your mom to pitch in around here, <laughs> we'd probably my have mom a successful my mom, show. If my mom even knew we did this. <laughs> yeah, she would be like, "What are you? What are you doing? Why? Yeah. Why? And, For what? Right." And I think what you do is you just tell her, "I'm going to the grocery store to pick up your meds she every probably, Sunday." She probably use the gay f word. Call me a gay f word. <laughs> she, your mom will call you a gay faggot. Straight up. Your mom would call you a gay faggot. She says some faggy shit, probably. Oh, she's, really? She likes faggy. She likes to use the word faggy. faggy. Yeah. Yeah. She's a big faggy woman. Okay. Well, uh, Dave. Love you, mom. Dave, <laughs> before we start, can you tell our listeners who this week's episode is sponsored by? This week's episode of Down in the Docks is brought to you by Broccoli Farms, established in 2016 San Diego. By the way, Broccoli Farms 619 on Instagram. Mm-hmm. San Diego, California by Candace entrepreneur Anthony Bird, our friend Anthony. Nice guy. Never met him. Great guy. Never met him. Broccoli Farms is a modern take on cannabis brands around the world. By combining new terminology involving cannabis worldwide, Anthony created a cannabis brand that uniquely represents the entire cannabis industry as one. Broccoli Farms. How many times did I say cannabis in that sentence? Three, four, maybe four, five. Four. I think four times. You know what? That's also my fault. The lowest delivery minimum in San Diego, bar none. Okay, buddy. Sticky it's time, strips. It's time for the home stretch. Sticky strips. It's time for the home stretch. Do you yep. remember how we left off last week? We left off. <laughs> we did definitely leave off. Hey, okay. well, just to refresh your memory. Yeah. As we know in the film so far, mm -hmm. Billy Mitchell originally set this uh, 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 record for Can Donkey Kong. Yes. With like 874,000 yes. points. Yeah, and then we had the kill screen. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Then Weeb. The, the dark horse comes yes. out of nowhere. Hits he a mill. shows up, hits a mill. Yeah. And does it live. Does it live. At the fun spot. But no kill screen. He did kill screen. Okay, that's the time he does kill screen. Kill okay. screen for the third time only. Okay, got it, got and it. And then Billy Mitchell doesn't show. Billy Mitch doesn't show. And then he sent Mitch, the tape in instead. That's right. And then they deem him the winner still. Yes. Yeah, that's been bullshit. So Steve goes home to regroup. He goes back to the gym, i.e. his garage, to work on his moves. And then <laughs> yeah. he calls up Make Billy life. with help of Walter, because Walter's calling this the Dodge City of Gaming. Let's get these two in a room finally and see what happens. And finally, for once and for all, determine who the, who the King of Kong is. Yeah. So it's time, and they make it easy. They're like, you know what? We're just going to go to Billy's backyard in Hollywood, Florida. Fucking this a. is no big, Bill. Fucking A. We'll come to you. So, um, you know, Steve's mom baked him that nice cake. Right. Said, good luck playing Donkey Kong. Yep. The kids basically said, Dad, you're a loser. <laughs> you're going to ruin your life. Yep. To get into Guinness Book of World Records. And Steve hops on a plane. You're with a fucking his, loser, Dad. With his copy of uh, Mastering Donkey Kong. Sure. He never leaves home without it. Sure. And we get to Hollywood, Florida, site uh -huh. of the Guinness Tournament. And it's the of big course, times. Billy's hometown. Guinness is there. I wonder how much they have to pay. Do they ever talk about how much they have to pay? We'll get into it. Really? For the Guinness thing? Do they talk about it? We'll get into it. Wow. Just, just be, I love it. Be I know ready. it's about 10, 10 grand. 
I, we'll per, get into it. Per, uh, per you think it's ten thousand dollars? I, I, th- I, I think we to looked submit into yourself to ten, get in? ten or fifteen thousand dollars, depending on what tier of thing you're doing, and depending on what it is. Obviously, you have to pay Guinness. Fuck yeah! To no, get I'm in? sure there's ones where there's a lot of publicity around it. You won't have to pay. You know they'll yeah, do yeah. it. I'm sure there's lots of those. But for you to just come up out of nowhere and be like, I want the Guinness World Record of this thing, yeah. you have to like pay them. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Well, do you remember one of my favorite nerds, not Brian Koo, who's the master nerd, but Mark Alpiger? Sure. He's at uh, the location um, where this new uh, contest is going to take care or go down rather. Right. And we see him and he pulls out his hand and he goes, hey, look, this is actually technically a weightlifting glove Uh because I discovered in the 80s that you could buy a weightlifting glove, which Uh was fingerless. Uh-huh. And I use it to play Marble Madness. Okay. Do you see the double padding? Sure. Occasionally, I use this to avoid calluses from certain joystick games. Yeah, jolly you can, sticks. You can do Marble Madness trackball all day long. <laughs> now, oh, I, rem- I can see the trackball being some callus right there. Yeah. I used to play a uh, golden tea. Golden tea. Yeah. Well, uh, I used to wow. play Marble Madness. Wow. So I know what this guy's going through. Marbles. So we see him. You have no marbles. We see him. Gones? Take off the glove. It's Major League Two. We see, I didn't know that. Okay. By the way, I want to point something out here. A bad one. I want to point something out here. Yes. You tell so many jokes on this show <laughs> no. that go over my head. It's like whoosh. And then when I'm QCing your work, yes. I get them and I laugh. Yes, cool, cool. So just so you know, they go over my head in real time. Sure. But not... When I listen. Sure. So keep doing what you're doing. Well, Mark takes off the glove, and we see him playing the trackball with his foot. Gross. <laughs> yeah, insanely <laughs> gross. Okay. I don't know if that's allowed in competition. I don't see why Or not. if he's just freestyling, but he does play a game. You uh, know that if you could dr- pass a driving test with your feet, that you're legally allowed to drive with your feet? Well, if you're a crip. Yeah. Yeah, they're not just going to let anybody go in and do that. I don't... Maybe you're right. No, I'm positive because here's the thing. (laughs) I'm just lazy. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not that reason. Okay. It's because when you lose a sense of one of the... Uh, Heightened. Yeah, correct. You're heightened. So if you don't have arms... Your feet are heightened. You can smell like a motherfucker. Right. But you you probably can do things with your little toe that most people can't do. Yeah. Because that's the the amazing thing about human bodies. Right. They know how to adapt. Wow. So if you want to drive with feet, you at least have to go in without an arm. Sure. But here's the thing. You can make that happen. My grandpa only had one arm. Yeah. And he drove a stick. Wow. You With with a stick. Yeah. He'd cross over. Yeah, with the stick. Yeah. Stick with the stick. My point is, they're not going to let you drive with your feet unless you're missing both arms. Right, right, right. right, Okay. Let's go. All right. Well, guess who also is back? (laughs) Doris. Oh, that slut. Yeah. Remember when she was in- That old 80-year-old slut. Remember she was in Fun Spot playing Q-Bert? Yeah. And then she just ditched and went to the bingo hall? Yep. Because she needed action. Did she make did she make anything at the bingo hall? Well, she didn't didn't place well according to the documentary yeah, on Cubert. What's so. an eighty year old woman gonna do? Anyway. It's for fun. Let's check in with Billy Mitchell. It's uh, like when I do stand up, it's just for fun. <laughs> Let's check in with Billy Mitchell. Well, he drives up to um, you know, this place where they're playing the games and he goes, Excuse me, guy, excuse me, I got a celebrity in the car here. Can I cut in front of you? Well, 
he's referring to <laughs> Steve Sanders. Okay. Uh, he's in the car with him. Excuse me, guys. Ah, VIP. And uh, Walter comes up to him. Very important player. <laughs> Walter <laughs> comes up to uh, uh, Steve and says, uh, did you get dropped off? And yeah, he's like, yeah. And Walter's like, well, was Billy driving? Because remember, all we know is that Walter has said, I want you guys to be there. Steve's on the way. Steve called Billy and said, I think we, we should settle this. And Walter went so far. Settle this like what? Like, you got to play live with me. Uh, okay, well, Walter yeah. went so far as to make like a regular 8 by 11 sign on a piece of paper that says Dodge City. Dodge of, City, bitch. Dodge, <laughs> Dodge City, bitch. Of gaming. Yeah. So it's kind of a big deal. I mean, there's no banners, but there's a regular 8 half by 11 piece of paper that yeah. says this is a big Stop deal. Stop dodging me, bitch. Correct. So anyway... um, Steve says, well, no, Billy was driving. He's just like dropping me off. And Walter's like, okay, because he's like, where's Billy? And he's like, well, anyway, welcome to the Dodge City of video games. And Steve's like, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Well, it's day one. Now, Steve Wiebe is already playing. And Billy Mitchell gets on the phone with Steve Sanders because Steve effectively is going to play Brian Coo's role down here instead of... You know, Brian. Yeah. So Steve's kind of taken over that like uh, evil henchman job for sure. Billy. But uh, Billy's nowhere to be found, even though he dropped Steve off at the place. I'm assuming he had to get back and cook some hot wings or something back at Ricky's. Yeah. So he gets on the phone and Billy says, what do you need? And Steve says, in order, 693500 7300 and then 780000 so those he's relaying the yeah. scores. Yeah, he needs to like hit these marks. He's telling Billy, he's like, "This is what you're up against," because oh. you know he's tracking Weeby's scores. Well, Weeby, he goes over to Weeby, who's in mid play. Oh uh, no, he's not mid play at this point. He says, "Oh, so this is your wife, huh?" Uh, yeah. And Nicole came along, and she says, "I'm Nicole." And uh, Steve's like, "Wow, nice to meet you." And uh, I I'm take the it, one neglected all the time. <laughs> I take it this is little Derek. Because he's got his son with him, too. Oh, I'm sure there's been some of these like meetups where they're going doing these fucking nerdy-ass things and some f fat slob just like is tired of her husband doing these games and just meets up with another fat slob. And then hooks and, up with him. And it's like, it's like, yeah, dinner with schmucks kind of stuff. Well, I release you. Steve's like, I really hope Billy can show up. You can eat my pudding. Uh, <laughs> Steve says, I really hope Billy could show up. And Steve Sanders says, I'd really love to see the two of you go head to head. And Nicole says, I'm afraid that if he can't do it, meaning Steve, he's going to beat himself up about it. I don't know yeah. what, uh, if that's the forum in which he'll be successful. I mean, I know he can be successful. I'm just afraid that what happens if it doesn't happen? And Steve says, yeah, the longer I wait, the more I'm pressing. I get more nervous. I'm just, you know, it's the first night. Right. It'll be great. Yeah. Well, Walter, he says, Steve Wiebe is a trooper. Steve Wiebe. And by the way, after all this time, he doesn't know how to say his name. So he calls him Weeb. Weeb. He says, Steve Weeb has come to three events to prove himself. But his actual name is Weeby? It's Weeby. Okay. But he keeps calling him Weeb. Whatever. So it's a shortened version. What are you talking about? You should know the guy, how to say the guy's last name. Well, the guy, you think it's Weeb. Yeah, it's a cool ass little nickname for it's Weeby. Weeby's kind of nerdy and dorky. Anyway, fucking the Weeb. Walter says 
he's come to three events to prove himself in the fire of in-person competition and under the stress of having all eyes on him. Well, Sanders says... Like Tupac. Did you learn how to play by yourself? I'm really impressed. I'm very impressed because <laughs> even Bill and I, we had, we had help between each other. By the way, is it Weeb or Weeby? <laughs> Steve says, it's Weeby. And Sanders says, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Okay. So Weeby says, Twin Galaxies calls me Weeb. And that's a common mistake. Either that or, oh, or God. why? At least you got the correct pronunciation. Well, Sanders, he says, Steve Weeby is who I also wanted to be when I grew up playing donkey. Uh-huh. He's quite the player. How does he know? Well, Billy Mitchell at this point, we cut to Billy Mitchell at, at his house. And you know the song Everybody Knows by Leonard Cohen? Uh, of course you don't. Don't. Okay. Yes, Everybody I know. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. It's no. a great song. Anyway, we see uh, Billy Mitchell. He's primping in the mirror, and he's blow, blow drying his mane. Oh, boy. And um, then we see him doing all sorts of other things to avoid being there. Uh oh Well, he doesn't show. So Dave, too, really? doesn't show. Really? What a puss. Correct. But see, the thing is, he dropped off Sanders. Oh, right wow. What a Magus. So it's day Puss two. And Steve Weeby's getting anxious. He's like, did you talk to Billy? And Sanders is like, I talked to Billy every day. I had lunch with him today. Well, what Now, what day were they scheduled to do the face-off? Here's the thing. They don't really we talk don't about. know because it's not confirmed. Because they're just going to kind of do and it when they got a there. Movie. And, then when, and then also is... Guinness there right now? They're there no. for the full... F okay, how many days are they Walter's there? Walter's there. Okay, who's Walter? <laughs> <laughs> Which one's... Walter's the guy. He's like the... He's the guy that looks the, like a footlocker employee. He's the fucking he's official the guy. And he's like gamer slash... Yeah, he's uh, not a gamer. No, he, he puts it together. Yeah, he owns Twin Galaxies. He owns... Okay, so he's not also like trying to break some records either? No. Okay. It's Walter fucking Day. He's just... He doesn't play them at all. No. He just owns Twin Galaxies. Okay. He owns Twin Galaxies. Because we were talking about the owner-operator kind of thing last time, like the guy who like operates the tournament but also plays in it. I yeah. thought maybe it might be the same guy. Not an owner-operator. Okay. Not owner -operator. You just got to remember that Walter also had a nervous breakdown at the end of the last episode because he really doesn't want to do this shit anymore and really wants to just go play folk music on the road. Right. So he's having oh, a midlife that's crisis. that's the folk music, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Fuck this guy. Let's go. So it is... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Steve says, I don't think he's going to be here. Uh, he's just too busy. He's too busy. Uh -huh. No. Yeah. Doing what? Fixing his hair? Come on. And he's not prepped. That's the thing. Well, Nicole says, but he knew Steve, uh, Steve was coming. He could have prepped. Yeah. Well, Billy says, well, maybe they'd like it if I lose. I got to try losing sometimes. Well, Weeby says... I can break a million. I've done it. I've been on a pace. In two games, I got to 850. I thought I was going to do it, and I just got I got in a bind. Well, back to Billy. And then we'll, real quick. Okay, uh -huh. no, no, no. We'll continue. We'll talk. No, no, no. Ask, ask no, 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 no. Later, later, later. So meanwhile, we see Billy hanging out drinking beers at a bar. Yeah. He, he goes, he's fucking at a Chinese restaurant and pulls out a fortune cookie. And he pulls out the fortune and he goes, does this have my name on the back or something? It says, you have a yearning for perfection. Oh, boy. 
Well, we we also so I signed it and left it there. We also meet uh, Billy's wife, Evelyn, and you know she says because he's in his own business, it's very flexible for him. He can go over to the school for events. He went to an Easter egg hunt the other day. So she's making this worse. Yeah, she's like he's got all this fucking free time. Yeah, but it's day two. And by the way, she has a rack. On yeah, her. yes. Slopopotamus. So, so some of these gamers, they can yeah, do all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we we see Billy's mom, and she says, because they'll come in the office someday, and they'll say, gee, where's Billy today? And Billy's not there. So she's also basically saying, Billy's got the time. Yeah. Where the fuck is he? Yeah. Well, Walter says, I told him last night that he had to be here. There was no reason for him not to be here. He said, I have 15 reasons why I can't come. And I said, they're all BS. This is after 1.30 in the morning. I said, they're all BS. I have 15 reasons why you have to be here tomorrow. You're right. Remember uh, Roy, Mr. Awesome Schilt? Yep. What did he do? He was just the, he was a character. <laughs> he was the missile commander. Missile commander. That's right. He's the missile commander. Also goes by Mr. Awesome. Mr. Awesome, yes. Well, he yes. says he had a chance to play him at Fun Spot this year. <laughs> he had a chance to play him at Pompano Beach. He had a chance to play him at California Extreme. That's three of them I can think of right there. <laughs> He's well, really backing his guy over here. Yeah. Well, we also cut to a scene where Billy's in a bowling alley. And he's just fucking throwing strikes. Just striking it up. Yeah. Huh? And the interview goes up to him and says, um, why wouldn't he play against Steve? This He goes up to Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. And he goes, I'll tell you why. Because Billy is afraid he's going to lose. Yeah. Well, back to Steve. He's fairly upset at this point. He's like, I traveled 3,000 miles to get my chance to get my name in the in, in the record and be in the Gins. Well, he can still do it now. It's even better yeah. for him. But why does it matter? Billy goes like he just so they can have the head to head. Yeah, as because dual dual. It's like two things going on. Well, you have There's to a remember, world record and the head to head. You have to remember at Fun Spot, Weeby broke the record. Yep. But then Billy took it away from him twelve hours later. But that was a taped record. Taped record. And you know Steve's whole thing is live. Billy live. said we'll it do himself. It live. Billy said it himself. He goes, "You do it if you want to be Tiger Woods." You do it at you the do Masters. It at, at you do the it at Augusta. Masters. You do it at Augusta. So Sanders says, and keep in mind, while he says this, he's on the phone with Billy while seated at a table inside Ricky's. He goes, uh, where are you? Um, so he's talking to Billy inside of Ricky's, which Billy owns. And he's like, where are you? Uh, okay, well, we're all here at the <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, we're just getting seated, getting ready to order. Oh, you want to know who's here? Uh, well, Tom Rogers and his girl. We got Sean, Fran, Jason, and okay, okay, I have an announcement, Billy. Unexpectedly, and apparently, and I don't know how this happened, but just this moment, Mark Alpager and Steve Wiebe just walked in the door. They did not come with us. They came by themselves. I... How far is Ricky's from Twin? Probably a block away. It's that close? <laughs> I mean, it's Hollywood, Florida. It's not that big. Got it. Well, Steve goes outside. And, um, you know, everybody's trying to make sense of this awkward moment. Yeah. So the Billy's there? Steve obviously is putting some pressure on Billy going mm -hmm. right into to his restaurant. Yeah. Because yeah, he yeah. wants a showdown. Yeah. Go fucking play Kong at his restaurant and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Taunt him. Yeah. I mean, beat his, I, beat his high, top record on the game. I on his thought about game. that too. 
because I was like, I, I see like some disrespectful shit. It looks like a place would would have it there. At least maybe one. There's pool tables, yeah. and it's like if I'm owning Ricky's, yeah. I'm getting my own Kong machine. Yeah. Anyway, Steve Sanders says, Billy, well, you know, Mark, Mark and Steve just showed up unexpectedly and uninvited, but it's hard to keep them away. And uh, Bill just doesn't want anything to do with it. All right. Well, Billy pulls up to his own restaurant and Steve jumps in the car and they just disappear. Yeah. So something's not on the level at this point. And Billy, he says in the third person, <laughs> Billy Mitchell always has a plan. Uh-huh. And run and hide. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, Billy says it's annoying when somebody's ahead of you. You know, when you're not the lead dog, the view doesn't change. And I always wanted the view. That is another like kind of beta ass thing for Weeb to be doing. Cause isn't he like, but who doesn't he technically? Okay. So who technically owns at this point, the highest score? Weeb has the highest, highest live. Highest live. Yeah. Billy has highest video overall okay. videoed overall and overall yeah. okay okay well steve says he's got the royce schilt excuse got it, got he's it. got you know he's not going to show up well steve weeby's friend says i heard a lot of talk of billy mitchell and i've heard a lot of strange videos and things but i haven't heard much of the way of him getting in front of a camera crew or people and winning a record in front of people i've not heard yeah. about that yet on an official machine yeah maybe he did it 25 years ago but he's not doing it lately, and it makes you wonder why. Yep. Well, you ready for the big showdown? Let's do it, baby. Let's get back to the arcade. Okay. We see Weeby. He's playing on the Kong machine. No. I don't know if it goes into this. Yeah. Is there a world record pace on now? Like, are we in world on world record day or no? We'll get to it. Okay. Go on. Weeb's at uh, the Kong machine. Okay. And he's just practicing. No. He's on pace. Like, so these guys can just keep playing until they beat it all day all weekend correct and because there's people there correct being, okay cool got there's it there's a time limit of when you can start your last game there's a time limit as to when you can start your last game correct which is what i think it was five o'clock like honest but after like three days of, yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. okay okay okay. yeah so so you could essentially just be there for fucking hours of trying to beat yeah cool i like it so that's cool weebs at the at the kong machine and out of the corner of his eye Billy walks in. No, he shows up. Showed up. Holy shit. Uh And uh, he takes a leisurely stroll with Evelyn, the rack, on his arm. And uh, he he looks good. BFTs. Yeah, he's got a a nice tie on. His shirt's tucked in. What kind of tie? Was it a Donkey Kong tie? I think it was a USA tie. Lame. And um, he walks by, and Steve goes, Oh, hey, hey, Billy. And Billy ignores him. Oh, power move. And then he looks over at Evelyn and says, there's certain people I don't want to spend too much time with. Yep. Video games are meant to be played in a competitive environment. Oh, God. Under pressure, organized, where you have to perform literally on demand. Well, an interview asked Billy's wife, have you ever seen your husband compete head to head? And she says, no, never. Well, Billy says, when you do that, you have far more credibility than someone who says, oh, I did that last week. No matter how good you play tennis, no matter how good you golf, if you don't play when you have to play, if you don't play when the pressure's on, you're really not good enough. Well, Steve is like, when's Billy going to take a chair? When's he going to sit down at the Kong? How many Kong machines are there? They just show one. Okay. 
but I'm sure there was another one ready to go. Maybe. And Steve says, I can handle losing if he would just compete against me. Uh-huh. I'm not afraid to lose. I'm just a f- no-name from Washington. Billy's trying to live up to his image of being the greatest ever, so he's, he's afraid of that if he loses, sure. it's going to tarnish him. Yep. Well, it's been three days now. Yeah. The fatigue is starting to set in. Got it. Mentally, this, you know, starting over, it takes a toll on you. Well, we flash back a day before. Steve had to go to the beach and get a little time with his kids in the ocean because this is very stressful. Sure. Well, Walter says, you know, Steve, I think he's a Steve's straight Steve's wife a grenade? Uh, no, she's, she's, she's an average girl. Cool. She's just annoying. Yeah. Um, it's the last day. It's day four. So Walter says, I think he gets influenced sometimes by people. And that's probably one of his lessons, to be stronger in himself. You know what I mean? We all have lessons. So he walks over to Weeb. He goes, wow, you're doing incredible. Um, This is your last start. It's near the end. Uh, We've officially stopped everybody else. So Billy Billy never sat down and played. Wow, what a puss magus Mm -hmm. again. Wow, dude. So he just showed up. Did some strolls. Yeah, he's like, man. Just eagle item. Because... Really, I mean, uh, I mean, you only really tarnish it at this point. It's good, good marketing strategy. Well, Steve says, "Okay, here it is. This is my last shot. I'm done." What is he at? What is Steve at? They don't get specifics. Oh, uh, okay. But he doesn't break the record. Okay. And the interviewer says, "What is this all about?" Kind of like when I do at the top of the show. Sure. And he says, "I don't know. It's just become a game and trying for me." trying to get my score recognized and trying to beat this empire that I've been trying to break through and get a fair chance. And Nicole says, you know what? My husband's not cunning. He's not manipulative. And he's a decent person at heart. In the end, that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, Walter says in a funny sort of way, it's like being the king and having the advisors speak their opinions, but then trying to choose the right answer and the right path of action based on the advice. I think that Steve Weeb. He can't remember his fucking name, how to say it either. <laughs> Weeb. Has, has to be viewed on his own merit and not on anything alleged, which may have happened. Steve Weeb feels fine to me. Does, Wait, alleged what? What happened with Weeb? What was his alleged? Remember, Roy Schilt had his board. Okay. And they thought that maybe he tweaked it. Yeah, but he didn't, right? We don't know. But he did the thing live. He, has he still the high, did the thing live. Still has the highest live score to the day. Correct. Day. But Billy has the higher score. It's okay. I get it. You know, I think the real hardcore fans will know. Well, who holds, Walter, who holds a real record? Walter says, "Weep feels fine to me." Doesn't he to you? Okay. Well, it's, it's awards time. Okay. Steve, Steve Weeb, can you come up here, please? Hey, Walter, say that again. It's Steve Weeby. There you go, Walter. Is, is it Steve Weeby? For some reason, I thought I keep thinking it's Weep. You just did that again. You just did it again. Sorry. The thing about Steve, Steve is special, guys. Steve has gone through. Is Steve short? No. How tall is he? My like six foot, six two. Oh, shit. Okay. Steve has gone through a lot, you know, a lot. And there's a long history that I don't need to burden you with. But I just wanted to tell you that I wanted to congratulate you and shake your hand again. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're a top player. Worthy of the highest regard of Twin Galaxies. And we're very honored to receive your videotapes. So anytime you want to record them, because, you know, 
we think your skill set is at the highest level and you're a member of this family. You're great. Yeah. So, you know, okay, you're great. Well, Steve says, thanks. Thanks. That makes me feel really good. And uh, next we see Billy and Steve Sanders. Well, they're sitting together at Ricky's. Yep. In a booth. And Steve says, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I've talked to Steve. I talked to his wife. I talked to his kids. Um, talk to him in detail. In speaking for myself, I have no question about his integrity, his ability, or anything else. He's proven himself not just as a Donkey Kong player, but really as a person of someone who really desires to do the right thing. Well, the interview looks at Billy and says, Billy, do you agree with that? Billy, I'm not familiar with the situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Just a piece <laughs> of a fucking, fucking shit. human garbage. <laughs> well, back to Weeby. He says... He, he has magician energy, this guy. Oh, yeah. He he's, lo- got, he's got he's flair. Got he looks magician. like a fucking weirdo. He's got that thing that magicians have that makes you just hate them all. Yeah. He's a, put, up, put him in a guillotine. He's a very unlikable character. And Steve says, you know, I feel that I won, uh, that I tried, and I hope people will remember yeah, it. out. If you know, and after I returned back from the trip, Walter emailed me and he had these words. He said, Steve, your Donkey Kong Kong accomplishment was fantastic. After soul searching, we at Twin Galaxies wish to apologize to you for such inconsiderate treatment. We look forward to your future exploits and are excited about the amazing score breakthroughs you will bring to the Donkey Kong. If they wanted to be real G's, they'd be like... We no longer recognize that as the highest score. Interesting you say that. Oh, is there possibly more? Well, I have seen this documentary, so I could be blessings, remembering things. Blessings and friendship, Walter Day. But for Walter. And Steve says this is how he wanted to bring peace to the situation. Well, Nicole says he was searching, you know. He wanted something, and I wanted that for him because I wanted him to be happy. Yeah. So I see that now. That's how the film ends, but we have some interesting oh, yeah. credits. Oh, yeah. Interesting credits. Let's hear it. We see Steve Weeb's record of 985,600 points has yet to be beaten publicly. So he didn't get a mill at Fun Spot. He got 985,600, but he did get the fucking third kill screen. He got the kill screen, yeah. Highest score, mm-hmm. live, now, and kill screen. He continues to play in his garage while Billy Mitchell's tape score of 1 million. 47,200 was submitted to Guinness in 2007. So Billy got the record. So, damn, they just so they just submitted it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. on August 3rd, 2006, Steve Weeby scored 1,049,100 points. Wow. A new Donkey Kong. Wow, he got it. He got him by 2,000 points. Good. Fuck him. Steve Wee And the kill screen. <laughs> and submitted it how? And did it where? That was by videotape. He submitted it. Oh, so he fucking gadouched it also. He's like, hey, uh, if you're not going to fucking do it, I'll just beat you on videotape. Okay. Steve Weeby now holds both the live and taped yeah. world records on Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yep. And... Um, yeah, that's how the film ends. Love it. So it's later. Uh, it's a little anticlimactic. Okay. Before we get into the juicy gossip yeah, and dirt, the goss. 
I want to tell you this. Give me the gas. I remember when this came out, and I couldn't wait to see it. Oh. And I remember really, really liking it. Yeah. Upon further inspection, yes. at the time I watched it, I would have said it was a three, three and a half star doc. Okay. I don't think this is a very good film at all. <laughs> I'd yeah. say it's maybe two dockings, yeah. maybe two and a half. Maybe. The problem is this. It doesn't age well. Right. All. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. also, there are points where I can tell it's clearly staged with Billy's entrance. Oh, sure, sure. And possibly the whole thing about Billy not playing at all. Now, I don't have evidence of that, but interesting. when you're creating a documentary, <laughs> interesting, you need a, you, you need a story. And I don't think there was enough of a story. So I think, and this is just my gut, that Seth Gordon went to Billy. I think so? I do. And said, you know what? I don't have an ending for this. I think it's going to be beneficial if we just have you not show up. So to create some controversy. How can, but I want how you, can you say that, though? How can, how can you not have the what? final showdown as being the fucking... You even said there it. There is no showdown. He doesn't show to the showdown. That's why you even said it. And, and climactically, because like <laughs> there was no showdown. I wouldn't... I, I don't know. That's Something's, a little far-fetched it there. It doesn't feel right I, I to hear me. you. I hear you, Especially though. when we see the camera angles where Weeby's playing and Billy walks in and the way what he walks and kind of strolls it feels like it's staged to me. Sure. The other problem is this. Maybe we, some of that is, yeah. Seth created a subplot with Doris. He just leaves her hanging in the wind. We don't... And it, that probably has... He had nothing because he didn't get the final showdown. My point is you can't a fistful of A fistful of quarters is even named after a fucking... A Western that never happened. Okay. So you even... You could... Come on. Here's my point. You don't create a third character and highlight her and not have her finish her arc. We don't know what she did at Qbert. So Seth Gordon is a garbage documentarian is what we're saying. <laughs> I'm saying I don't think this is a very good film. Got it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Are you ready to get into the juice? Fuck yeah. Let's talk about Billy first. OJ. Um, so we obviously know his exploits in Donkey Kong. Well, he also got a perfect score on Pac-Man. Okay. And Twin Galaxies and Guinness recognize Mitchell as the holder of several records on classic games. Okay. Um, this isn't the only documentary he's, he's been in. Sure. No, no. Yeah. Um, and Billy is kind of like, uh, you know, like I could see how this could only hurt his tenure. It's going to get worse. Okay. In 2017. Oh, boy. Now, keep in mind, this is years after the documentary. Yeah, 10 years. 10, 11. The legitimacy of a number of his records was called into question, leading to Twin Galaxies stripping Mitchell of his records. Wow. Mm -hmm. What is? Tell me why. We're going to get into it. Tell me why. In 1999, he claimed to score that perfect score of 3,333,360 points on Pac-Man. Okay. Um, in 2018, the scores were contested. After members of Twin Galaxies forums found discrepancies in the videos Mitchell had provided yeah, the, for the every, King of every Kong. Yeah, every single one's got a little fucking smudge to it, doesn't it? Suggesting every he single had one. used emulation software yeah. to falsify his score. Yeah. Why did this take so long to figure out is my point. Yeah. Do you know what emulation well, software is? Yeah, of course. So I thought it was just like, oh, he was filming it from like a computer. 
but that's not it. No, 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 no. Well, <clears throat> there's definitely way there's there's a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, one you could still have the emulator and have the same setup setup as like an old school with yeah. the joystick and everything. Yeah, but. You could essentially just play on your computer. Right, but they're going to notice that on the video. That's okay. different. Yeah, I mean, but you could set up an elaborate thing. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what points they use to seem that, say that. We're going to get into and it. Then, like, I'm sure there were emulators in 2006, seven around that time also. But, but like in 1999, you probably had to be pretty fucking advanced to have so a here's decent the thing. emulator. I got a Pac-Man game in my office, yeah. the arcade yeah, style. yeah. When I go press play, yeah, there's like 50 games on there. Sure, but it's a cabinet. Sure. So is that an emulator, or is that original? That's a good question. I don't know this. I don't know enough about it to say. Like that okay. could be considered an emulator, but it it, it can also be the, just the OG game and like right. how they have the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm there's I'm sure there's specifics of what type of board you can use now yeah now they know we're gonna now they know it. yeah they know all okay, that okay well listen to this so following a months-long investigation twin galaxies concluded that some of mitchell's high scores were not performed on original hardware yeah which is required by the rules right and they invalidated all of his scores wow. all of his scores yeah. due to, to their zero tolerance policy for dishonesty so he got wiped good well, Guinness, fuck him. Guinness stripped Mitchell of all of his records too. Good. Well, following legal threats against Twin Galaxies and Guinness. Wow, threats. Guinness reinstated Mitchell's records. No, mm-hmm. what a puss. Yep, but Twin Galaxies, however, did not reverse its disqualifications, leading Mitchell to file defamation lawsuits against Twin Galaxies and and others. This is in 2020. That and, recent. Wow. We're going to get back to the lawsuits in a bit. Yeah. Let's give a little history on Billy. History. So Billy started as a pinball player. Yep. He had no interest in video games. Right. But because they became so popular, everyone, according to Billy, was standing around the Donkey Kong machine. Yeah, you got to go to where the competition is. He said, I wanted that attention. Yeah, what a pussy. So that's when he... Truly is like fatality. He went where the competition was. Yep. Where you can make a buck. I guess so. But... um, Remember when Steve Sanders originally showed up to Ottawa, Iowa to compete against Billy in 82? Now, now that I, oh no, but hold on. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I <laughs> yep. think Fatality and Billy were in the same documentary on We're uh, going to get to on it. MTV's We're going to get to it. I'm a pro gamer. I uh, I believe we're going to True life, to I'm it. a pro gamer. So, here's what happened. So he sees all the puss around the Donkey Kong machine. <laughs> yeah. And I'll he says, like, "I got to yeah, learn how to do this." I'm over here now. But do you remember when Steve showed up and said, I got the high score, and Billy took him to, to Pound know, Town? Pound Town, back yeah. at the woodshed? Yeah. Steve Guy Fieri's cla- second favorite town. <laughs> Steve had claimed <laughs> that he'd score 1.4 million points. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. You can't even get it. I mean, a, nobody's regular, come close to that. You can't even get that on a regular board, I bet. No. It's probably not even possible. Probably impossible. But the point is, it, he really lied. lied. Yeah. You know, he went hardcore yeah, with his yeah. lies. Well, okay. So remember, they got, they have the Life magazine shoot. Okay. Well, this is when Mitchell challenged standards, and he was the first to demonstrate the kill screen. So um, that's when he scored his 874,300. So here's the thing. Tell me. Around this time, Mitchell established a friendship with Robert Childs. 
And he was in the business of buying and selling arcade cabinets and putting them in laundromats and places like that. Cool. Well, in 1983, Walter invited Mitchell, along with several other players from the photo shoot, to participate in the electronic circus. Wow. What is that? It's a 40-city tour. Wow. Where the players would demonstrate their skill at the arcade games at each stop. Nice. Well, this idea fell through. Aw. And Mitchell and others spent the summer months camping out at Twin Galaxies instead, just competing for the scores. Lame. Um, But later that summer, Dave founded the U.S. National Video Game Team. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, slimmer version of the Electronic Circus. Uh, but it aimed to make a stop at every major city in the United States. Cool. Uh, but the inaugural event had many snags. Oh, like what? Well, Dave- nobody showed up. <laughs> <laughs> no tickets, you bop bopper. I don't know if they were selling tickets or what. Well, anyway, Dave continued to bring Mitchell to various trips to confirm these high scores uh, reported by players. With Mitchell, Mitchell frequently calling out bluffs by the locals. Those fucking bluffs. So these guys would come in and be like, well, I could score this. And Billy would be like, well, get a quarter, buddy. Okay. So you do it. And then uh, they just fucking kill destroy him. Destroy him. <laughs> I love it, dude. So in 84, uh, Walter named... We have to put an elite team together. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very special <laughs> set of skills. Right. So Walter in 84 decides to name Mitchell the Twin Galaxies Player of the Year. But... There was a crash in 83. It was known as the 83 video game crash. Oh. I didn't know about this. Probably because in Super Nintendo. Probably. No, Nintendo I mean, didn't like, come out. It was like more like Atari. The and, thing. Yeah, the Atari and yeah. some other things. But Twin Galaxies, they had to close their doors. 86 was Nintendo. In 84. <clears throat> um, yeah. But it still kept tracking the scores. Well, after submitting a record score for Burger Time in 1985. Damn, they couldn't even get through the 80s? Mm-mm. Wow. I'm telling you, it was because all those people were playing like Atari at home and Odyssey and all that weird stuff. That's crazy. Uh, So Billy submitted a record score for Burger Time in 85. By the way, that's the only game I play on my console at the office. See, that's what, see, they never, they should have introduced alcohol into arcades a lot sooner. Yep, would have solved the problem. A lot sooner, dude. Well, Billy took a 10-year break. Because um, he was, uh, you know, run, running Ricky's. Um, so the Pac-Man challenge. So Pac-Man was released in 1980. Well, players had discovered that it too had a kill screen. Ooh. But it was on level 256. Whoa. That's... I don't know what that means. 236 more levels than Donkey Kong. Yeah. So... But I mean, like... They didn't know Pac-Man had a kill screen? Mm-mm. Then how do you get a perfect game in Pac-Man? We're gonna get there. Okay, but like, oh, you gotta calm down. Whoa! All right. So now a, here's the thing. Uh huh. It's got a kill screen, but only half of it kills. Okay. So half you can play, but the other half is killed. No shit. On yeah. the actual physical screen, it just glitches. But you can still go over into the glitch and do it if you know how the to glitch get, pattern. If you whoa, memorize the pattern. In whoa! Your head. That's crazy. It's very difficult. <laughs> So in 82, some kid claimed that he was eight years old, that he'd reached over six million points. On Kong? No. No, on Pac-Man. Now Pac-Man. We're okay. Now this got national coverage, so much so that President Ronald Reagan oh, wrote and congratulated oh, did the kid. He? That wasn't at the Reagan. I'm wearing a fucking Reagan library You're, hat right now. You are. 
<laughs> it says Air Force One on the front, Reagan Library on the back. They got you at the gift shop, didn't they, buddy? I'm fucking patri- damn patriot, my friend. Well, at this time, Mitchell works with his close friend, Chris Ira, in 83, to determine Ira. that the highest possible score on Pac-Man was 3,333,360. Fucking Well sense. less than the 6 million that that kid claimed. Yeah. But that would include a no-death run and collecting all possible points on the nonsense side of level 256 split screen, requiring knowledge of where the edible dots were. Wow. So you got to fucking... You got to memorize. Yeah. That's less time getting pussy. Well, in 1999, a group of Canadian players, Uh including Rick uh, Fothergill, were reportedly close to reaching the theoretical high score. Which was... 3,333,360, 3,333,360, which led Mitchell to return to video gaming to try and beat this group. Uh-huh. And on May 8th, 1999, yeah. Fothergill set the world record just 90 points short of a perfect score. Whoa. In response... Of 3,333,360. Mm-hmm, Mitchell achieved the perfect score at an arcade in Laconia, New Hampshire, which we All know right. is Fun Spot. All right. And set the game's world record as recorded by Funspot and Twin Galaxy. So and, we know he did this live. And we don't. And at that time, did they know there was a kill screen? Oh yeah, yeah. They knew that was the whole thing. They, when you got to the kill screen, essentially, you're you just half ended. of it looks yeah. like hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. half of it looks like normal. So but, you could still go on to the kill screen. I get it. Guide. But I mean, like, I, but I mean, the point is, like, does the like, did they know? Okay. Got it. So, like, so w- when you say perfect game, that's the score that you get, even if you go through the kill screen. Okay. With even though you can't see it, got it. You still have to navigate through the kill screen as far as you can. Uh, okay. No, no, until the whole you, thing, until the whole thing, to get that number of points, oh, three million three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred sixty. I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So then, but then this kid is saying he got six mil. <laughs> Kid's a fucking liar. So he's just lying. Yeah. All right, because they know. I mean, they must know. Yeah. The board well, can only still go up to this. Well, after Billy made that feat, yeah. Twin Galaxies named him the video game player of the century. Whoa. Yes. Pussies. And Namco, the makers of Pac-Man, they brought Billy to Japan for the Tokyo Game Show that year. Uh, well, after returning in 99... No wonder he's got such an inflated ego. Yeah. After nine, uh, when he got back, Mitchell offered 100000 to the first person who could pass the split screen level. Yeah. Well, the prize was never claimed by the January 1, 2000 deadline. So he literally gave them a month to try and do it. <laughs> That's lame. So, well, obviously, we know in 2004, Billy returns and gets yeah. uh, the Donkey Kong score of 933,900 in front of multiple witnesses at the Midwest Gaming Classic. In 04, Don- yeah. uh, Pac-Man. No, in Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Oh, okay. They didn't discuss this in the film. Oh, okay. Whoa, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Whoa. That was his new personal best record. On what machine? They don't say. But a, it says a, Donkey Kong. Assumably. Was a, it the Midwestern Gaming assume, Classic? Assumably a legit screen. Assuming. A, assumably a legit uh, yeah. Kong well, machine. Well, David Ramsey, who wrote about Billy in the Oxford American in 2006, declared him probably the greatest arcade video game okay. player of all time. Sure. So why didn't he show up to play Steve live? Maybe he had it now. Maybe he had a contractual obligation not to. 
They would have said that. He had no contractual obligation. So maybe an NDA. Let's get this settled once and for all. Why why didn't he show up? Okay. Well, according to what I found, Mitchell failed to appear at Weeby's events, saying he had not played games for half a year and needed to retrain and practice for the competition. Apparently, Hot Wings and Ricky's were flying off the door. And I don't blame him. Yeah. You got to make your money. Yeah. Um, so during Weeby's attempts, he'd achieved a score of more than 1 million points uh, on his arcade game at home, which we know. Um, but Twin Galaxies retracted that again since Weeby's unit used an unofficial double donkey port. Got it. Now, what that means is that it had circuitry for both Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Got That's it. why they disqualified the score. Again, I would have liked them in the movie to say, this is why we're not accepting your score. Right. The director chose not to put that in. It's got to be OG, <laughs> OG boards. Right. Well, <clears throat> Weeby and others at the New Hampshire location complained to Twin Galaxies, and they eventually uh, had Mitchell's score nullified because it was on tape. Right. So he gets the record again. Now, after the film's release, Mitchell said... He had not expected to be portrayed as a bad person and that he had received hate mail and badgering phone calls because of the way the film was edited. Sure. In addition to The King of Kong, he's been in several movies. And by the way, I had a a listener reach out to me and say, you guys have to cover Chasing Ghosts Behind the Arcade. Okay. So we'll throw that in. The King of Arcades and, of course, Man vs. Snake, which we covered in episode eight, I believe. Well, on July 26, 2007, 25 years after Mitchell's first record-setting performance, Mitchell again retook the Donkey Kong record with a score of 1,050,200. What, what, what year was that again? This is 2007, got after it, the it. film. Yeah. Now, this score has been come to be known as the Mortgage Broker Score, as it was allegedly achieved while Mitchell was attending the annual con uh, convention for the Florida Association of Mortgage Brokers. That's hilarious. I know. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Now, you need to know, this score is higher than the one that Steve gets at the end of the movie. Okay. Okay? So, the 2000... Yeah, 2,000 points, right? I can't remember. Okay. The 2007 <laughs> score was surpassed in 2010 by Hank Cheen, who temporarily held the record. But then on July 24, 2010, Mitchell reclaimed the record with a score of 1,062,800 at the Boomers Arcade in Dania, Florida. It was the last time he held the record after it was broken by Weeby later that year and others since then. Yeah. So Steve overtook that one as well. Yeah. Now, Mitchell also placed eighth out of eight in the Microsoft Xbox 360 Pac-Man World Championship. Okay. And that was in 2007. And in 2008, he became the first video game player on a Topps trading card. Okay. It's a pretty big deal, dude. I mean, it's cool, but it's just them trying to, you know, come on. Well, in 2015. How much is the card worth these days? I don't know. A dollar. Depends if it's graded. It's probably autographed more. Uh, Okay. In 2015, Mitchell filed a lawsuit against the Cartoon Network. (laughs) <laughs> saying that in regular show yeah what's regular show it's a show okay it's a cartoon called regular show okay. where it follows two owls around okay well in regular show as cartoon there was a character who cheats at video games or called raccoons garrett bobby ferguson 
Get raccoons. GBF. I remember. And then and Billy claimed that GBF infringed on his likeness. Oh, no. So United States District Court uh, for the District of New Jersey. Oh, boy. Judge Elise Thompson threw out the lawsuit saying Good. that the television character does not match the plaintiff in appearance. Okay. Now, let's get to Because he's the, an animal, probably. <laughs> probably, <laughs> even though he's got long hair yeah, and I mean, a tie Jesus that says Christ. USA on Who it. Cares, and right? he works at a chicken place called Ricky's. <laughs> Who cares? All right, let's get into the dispute. He's a fucking records. walrus. Let's get into these disputed records. Okay. In August 2017, Jeremy Young, who was a moderator of the Donkey Kong forums, expressed concern related to a video posted online by Childs of Mitchell's boomer score. Mitchell had played both Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. that day, breaking both records, but was using the same cabinet for it. Well, Steve did the same thing. Yeah. But Childs swapped the circuit board between the runs. The videos did not Ah. show the complete record-breaking runs, and Young believed there might have been issues with the board swap. Well, Mitchell and Childs affirmed that some parts of the board switching were staged, but that part of the recording was made well after the records had been set on legitimate hardware. Well, Young continued his investigation, and in the Boomers video, as well as the King of Kong and Mortgage Broker score... And in early 2018, he posted evidence that both scores were made on MAME. You know what MAME is? No. That's an emulator. Oh. So the, so even the mortgage broker score was done on an emulator? Correct. Emulates. Yep. Rather than actual <laughs> hardware. Yeah. Young subsequently removed three scores from the Donkey Kong. Yeah, you Kong know why forms. it's bullshit? Because you could probably go into the BIOS and change the fucking, not the, I don't know what it's called, the BIOS, but you could probably go into the game settings somehow if you really wanted to, and change the randomization of the barrels or something, you could probably fuck with all that stuff. Well, keep in mind, this is what Dwayne did on Man vs. Snake. He yeah, used yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's why, like, that's why when they went to, they play, he played the game live in the 80s, fucking Weeby. He's like, dude, that's a treacherous game. Like, it's, it's because all these fucking guys are playing it on some bullshit. But the main emulator is yeah. just what? It goes in the board? I don't know. I don't okay. know what main could be a... It could be an acronym for it a is style, or yeah. it could be a brand. I don't know. No, it's an acronym. Okay. So anyway, but it's uh, like just some kind of like it's probably something like to do with like Raspberry Pis and stuff like that, which is like a Raspberry Pi. That's like what they use now for emulators. So if you see those new cabinets that have thousands of games on them, like mine, it's basically no, it's different than yours. Yours is okay. probably when did you get yours? I don't know. It's been in, my, in the office for like twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like just like that's like an old school version of like just has a lot of games loaded onto it. Yeah. These days in emulators, like it's the size of a tiny. Book. But have I been operating on Mame? No, I don't. Okay. I have no idea because I I care about my burger. Because there's a pro- <laughs> I do. I, I don't. I don't. I think what you have is probably a legit board. Uh-huh. I don't know how they classify these emulators though, okay. because you're saying that it's like a dual board that just has those two games on it. But like something like that would seem more legit than a regular emulator emulator because those like it. You know, it's just, it's called a Raspberry Pi. It's just this little thing that you buy and you can yeah. load up all these games. You put so it. So I got a Raspberry Pi in mind. I don't think so. I don't. Okay. I mean, they might have been around. They were around twenty years ago, but not like how they are now. Well, let's get back to this. Mitchell and Childs affirmed that some parts of the board switching were staged, but that part of the recording was made well after the records had been set on legitimate hardware. So after he investigates all this stuff, Young decides to remove three scores from the forums 
for misrepresenting MAME emulation as authentic right. gameplay. Good. Young's statement was backed up by Wes Copeland, a former holder of the Donkey Kong High score. And based on the analysis of the scoring rate and frequencies of the game, he concluded that Mitchell's run showed a statistically unlikelihood uh, of scoring. Right. Further, it was determined that the verifier of the boomers and mortgage scores was Twin Galaxies referee Todd Rogers. Okay. Who had himself been banned from Twin Galaxies for submitting fraudulent scores. You gotta remember, Lame. that's the fucking grease ball that yeah. fucking has the Fuck ponytail. And, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mitchell defended his scores on the East Side Dave show. Really? Yeah, what's the East Side Dave show? Just the, uh, they were around, he was around during uh, Opie and Anthony times too. Okay. And uh, there's just the, he was a, he, Garbage. Well, he, uh, uh, radio. I mean, just terrible. Well, he Not went on funny. this show and Sorry. said, "He's quote, still around doing shows." He said, "Quote on on Eastside Dave show. I've never even played Mame. I don't have Mame loaded in my home." Mitchell added, "The film footage that he has, that Jeremy has, shows Mame play." I'm not disputing what he says. What I'm disputing is the fact that I want him to have the original tape. Mitchell also suggested that the tape footage Young had may have been fabricated. Uh. Well, Young responded, the amount of foresight, patience, and technical knowledge required would be staggering to match such tapes, to make such tapes. To support his case, Mitchell said he sent Twin Galaxies recordings of the gameplay from these high-score efforts along with other secondary evidence to deny any cheating. Well, on April 12, 2018, Twin Galaxies announced that an investigation conducted into Mitchell's submitted scores found conclusive evidence that Mitchell used an emulator. Wow. Which was what? Uh, The footage of these two scores showed the game loading in a way that could not be produced on original hardware. Got it. But was visually identical to how the game loads when played on MAME. Right. That's just resolution. It's probably like easy to do that. Well, Twin Galaxies, that's when they removed all of his scores and prohibited Billy from submitting scores in the future. And this is when Guinness released a statement that it would remove Mitchell's scores. The Guinness World Records, this is a quote, titles relating to Mr. Mitchell's highest scores on Donkey Kong have been disqualified due to Twin Galaxies being our source of verification for these achievements. Uh, the removal also includes uh, Mitchell's Pac-Man high score. Ha ha. And the first recorded perfect game. So what year was this first inquiry? Does it say? I don't know, but okay. this is in 2018 but, that they, they did this. Yeah. And Billy Mitchell broke that uh, Pac-Man score in 1999. So and that Pac-Man they, score was good sued. for 19 years. Yeah, and, they, and, then they, uh, and he sued him, you're saying, and then they reinstated it? Billy wasn't having it. So Mitchell challenged these removals and threatened to sue both Twin Galaxies and Guinness if they did not restore his records. At the encouragement of his son, Mitchell used Twitch to broadcast scores <laughs> equal to his past records. Follow me on Twitch too, Dave Sarah. The switch, the situation between Mitchell and Twin Galaxies also created tension between Mitchell and several of his friends and acquaintances in the video game community. While in early 2019, Mitchell filed lawsuits against Twin Galaxies as well as Young and YouTuber Apollo Legend. Okay, I don't know who that is. After a judge ruled against Twin Galaxies' attempt to dismiss the case under California's anti-slap laws, 
Twin Galaxies filed a counterclaim against Mitchell and Walter Day in 2020, alleging that they defrauded Twin Galaxies' current owners by selling the site's assets with the knowledge that the database contained fake scores, thus reducing its reputation and therefore its monetary value. So Walter sold Twin Galaxies, and then Twin Galaxies, the new owners, sued him because he was like, you sold me Twin Galaxies, and I bought your book, which is your records, and it turns out they're all bullshit. Well, oh. in October 2021, a U.S. appeals court allowed Mitchell's suit against Twin Galaxies to proceed. Wow. So at this point, Guinness World Records in 2020 um, finds that after a review, it could not find conclusive proof that Mitchell had used improper methods to achieve his high scores, and he restored, they restored Billy's Donkey Kong and Pac-Man records. Okay. Now, my gut is, they're like, we don't want to fucking deal with exactly. this Exactly. They're like, we have a record for everything. Yeah, we don't Some loser is threatening litigation. Yeah. We're not going to spend the money for some fucking loser. Yeah. And he's fucking Mitchell, dude. Yeah. Billy Mitch. You got to just fucking give it to him. Well, Mitchell told Ars Teneca, Technica. Some fucking Asian kid in 10 years is going to beat it anyway. That Guinness had made the decision in December 2019, but due to agreements related to prior legal actions... He had against Guinness. They could not announce it until June 2020. Well, Mitchell also said that his legal threats toward Guinness did not affect Guinness's decision to reinstate his records. Now, in 2021 and 2022, Mitchell filed two more lawsuits against YouTuber and speedrunner Carl Jobst. Okay. Saying that two of his videos were defamatory. One of them using a clip that refers to Millie Mitchell as a cheater. The other covering is cheating allegations. Well, these lawsuits were later dismissed. Now, I want to make a note to our listeners. Yeah. If you want to dive into this deeper, go watch Carl Jobe's videos because I just watched one that he released maybe two months ago where he called out Billy and proved why one of the um, uh, scores he did was obviously faked. And it was very in-depth because in Donkey Kong, the joystick, it only moves four ways. Okay. It's got a silver silver ball on top. Well, what he didn't know, Mitchell, is there was photographic evidence with Todd Rogers from the case, and there was a picture that existed, and Billy didn't know about it. Well, on that cabinet, the joystick is red okay. with a red bulb, okay. and they determined it was an eight-way stick. Oh, now, so you can go diagonal. You can go diagonal. Wow, so that's a big difference. Correct, because what diagonal allows you to right, do? Nice try there. Nice try. You don't have shown it all. What, what the diagonalization allows you to do is when you're on a ladder. When you're on a ladder, yeah. you can hit the diag button, which will make the barrels move. Okay. And I would also assume it would let you jump differently. Yeah, jump differently or maybe, yeah, lots of different things. Right. It might be able to do like a jump and go forward at the same time. Exactly. Which is, which is other than before you would have to, I guess what, jump and then, I don't know. I anyway, don't know. I don't know. Go check out Carl Jobst. That's J-O-B-S-T, his videos, because they're, he's, this is the guy who knows everything. Okay. 
Well, cool. in September 22. I'm more likely to watch something like that than some fucking documentary again. Yeah, you're going to, I'm telling you, they're yeah, great. Yeah. In September 22, forensic analyst Tanner Falkins and five Falcons. other experts published a report Islands. finding that after technical analysis of the gameplay, Mitchell could not have obtained his records on original hardware. Right. The stage-to-stage -stage transitions being consistent with those in MAME. And uh, again, here's the what I was just speaking about. Photographs from the 2007 Florida Association of Mortgage Brokers Convention uncovered in January 2023 showed the Donkey Kong cabinet used there appeared to have a modified A-way joystick. Pussy. So that would, but see, that's the thing. That was in violation of Twin Galaxy's rules. You, couldn't, you can't play on mod yeah. modified hardware. Nope. So just to go over his resume... The initial Donkey Kong record of 874-300, that was in 82. And then um, 1999, that was the, the Pac-Man, which stood for like 18 years. But they didn't have eight-way eight directionals until much later, I'm assuming, right? Right. Until like the 2000s. I, uh, I don't know about 2000s. But maybe, okay, I got it. So, and then his Burger Time record, which he set in 84 was 7,881,050 points, which stood until 2005. Wow. So he had that record for 19 years. Mm -hmm. um, his Miss Pac-Man score from 85, which was 703,000 and change, that stood until it was surpassed in 2001. Um, back to Centipede, on July uh, of 85, he became the fifth person to achieve a score of centipede of more than 10 million points in marathon play. And then he set a new record for Donkey Kong Jr. of 957,000 in 2004. Um, he also recaptured the world records of both Kong and Kong Jr. on the weekend of July 24, 2010. In 2015, both of those were later surpassed. The Donkey Kong record was removed by the Donkey Kong forum. We've been over this um, uh, for the emulation. And then, of course, Guinness is like, oh, they're suing us. Yeah. Fucking let them have fucking the scores, right, yeah. these fucking losers. So so that's recent. So Billy, yeah. in, in, as of today, yeah, as of today, still holds the record. Uh, who? Billy. No. Oh, okay, okay. So no, no, was no. breaking it already since then. The, what I was referring to three months ago was Carl Jobs' video. Yeah. Where um, there was another lawsuit issue. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That he's suing somebody right, 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 over, right, 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 right. and it, I think it got dismissed. Okay. Now, we have to be careful, because this fucker's Sue happy. Yeah, I got to yeah. be very delicate yeah. about my words here. Yeah. <coughs> In fact, Billy, allegedly, I love you. Allegedly. Billy, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Come on the podcast, Billy. So, <laughs> Billy despite, the Bulge. Despite all he of this. He does have a pretty solid bulge, though, right? Oh, yeah. He wears tight jeans. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, he got 83 video game player of the year. Um, cool. In 2006, MTV selected Mitchell yep. as one of the 10 most influential watched it. video gamers of all time. Did mm -hmm. you really? I watched it. Okay, we need to talk about Mr. Awesome. Okay. Because he's kind of glossed over in this film. Okay. So, you know when you Wikipedia somebody? Sure. Well, sometimes you can't when Wikipedia all somebody. Of a, all of a, and then it turns out to be a white ring, white ring wing extremist sometimes you have to find different pedias <laughs> yeah to get something uh -uh. so this comes gamerpedia no liquipedia this is via nacademic.com in wiki okay well during 
his days as a gamer. It really does sound like a right wing website now. It, I thought I was on QAnon for a minute. <laughs> or what is it, 4chan? Yeah. Schultz claims, <laughs> claims to have been given the nickname Mr. Awesome by his fellow gamers. Now, ever since, Schultz has largely used the moniker in place of the name and, as we know, refers to himself as Mr. Awesome. Okay. Again, he was upset. He never got all this recognition. So he did a shoot for Playgirl magazine mm. um, and began working on the first comic book autobiography. And then after his appearance in Playgirl, Schilt began publishing his personal information in magazines. Including, himself? Yep. Including Sweet. his IQ and his sperm count. Oh, boy. Schilt claims to have received dozens of calls in response to his ads, mm -hmm. including one from Madonna. Sure. And an unnamed male celebrity whom Schilt claims to have photographed performing oral sex on him. Sure. Schultz cool. claims he's basically saying I got blackmailed at the ready. Schultz claims to have used these trysts for the basic uh, basis of dating. Uh, wait, wait. His you're trying to tell me that someone was trying to blackmail him for getting a blowjob from somebody? No, he says oh. he's got dirt on a celebrity oh. blowing uh, blowing him. Oh, cool. Um, so. Yeah, that would ruin a career or two. He uses these trysts for the basis of a dating program he formulated to help men pick up women. So I went to his website. This is Roy. Oh, boy. You know when you go to a website and you're like, oh, this is the first website ever created on the internet. <laughs> Geocities? Yeah. It's got worse than gay, that. Gay flames. It's called Shock and Awesome with Mr. Roy Awesome Schilt. Ah, fuck. There's, uh, the first thing it says is call us. There's no phone number, <laughs> but it says in big letters, Roy Schilt did not doctor Steve Weeby sports. Roy Schilt. Wow. Wait, so come on. Okay. Go on. Roy Schilt did not doctor Steve Weeby's DK computer boards. Bryce Richards is a liar hired by twin galaxies to defame Roy because Twin Galaxies was booted again from submitting video scores to the Guinness Book of World Records. Shed the stress and worry of everyday douchebags and enjoy honest, complete information. Is this supposed to be his dating website? No, this is regular. This is a regular website. Yep. Okay. It's only three pages. <laughs> Jeff Blair was It's the, got some like cool like torches in the back. In the background. Do you want to just go check it out? No, that's fine. Jeff Blair was the first person to achieve a recognized TGTS Arcade Missile Command score of 1,040,470 points at 100 rounds with a 4-inch trackball slow cursor, which is included in the score of 1,874,925 points Twin Galaxies submitted to Guinness World Records for the 2011 Gamer Edition. The new Twin Galaxies, supposedly owned by Jace Hall, is still the same dishonest scumbag scoreboard it has always been until they appropriately indicate the trackball size and cursor speed that's known for every arcade missile command score in their database. Questions? Contact Roy Awesome at RoyAwesome.com. Our office hours are 24-7. Now, guys, if you're listening to this and you feel like doing a little trolling... No, don't do that. Please reach out to Roy Awesome at RoyAwesome.com. 
and hey, say, hey, Yoshi, Yoshi, start sending him some AI art. <laughs> send send him an email saying, uh, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that uh, blowjob video you got. Or just say, how yeah. much does it cost to watch it? I'm curious. So imagine this guy sues you. <laughs> good luck. Uh, I found another Don't need it on his second page. He also claims that Dwayne Richards um, from Man vs. Snake uh, is Rock? a cheater. <laughs> he and Walter Day cheated Donald Hayes from his overall title at Fun Spot in 2002 by allowing Dwayne Richards to play an extra game after the 5 p.m. deadline. <gasps> Unfortunately, yes. it can never be proven Dwayne Richards cheated to the player of the year title in 86 by virtue of unfair knowledge of game selection at the Kong then. Off 3. I was born then. I was one years old. November 2013, Twin Galaxies' Richie Knuckles once again <laughs> That's failed. a sick name. That's a badass That's name. A fucking nice name. Once again failed to adhere to the Guinness World Record player on machine rotation rule from 85. Kong Off 4 was a joke. Instead of single eliminations, every player should have played one game on every machine and then an average score computed. The Kong Offs allow Billy Mitchell the opportunity to poach the tips and tricks of the best players so Billy can replay the scores he, he, he cheated. Tony Temple is not the overall Arcade Missile Command champion because he plays on the incorrect four-inch trackball fast cursor. Pussy. There is always you a slow cursor <laughs> that shit. There is always a way to cheat someone out of something with Twin Galaxies. Yeah. The Twin Galaxies Arcade Missile Command Expert Skill Index combining tournament and marathon scores is a sick joke <laughs> to allow inferior this fucking guys. This guy spends a lot of time in the comment section. To become champions by playing on the wrong trackball settings with obsolete marathon <laughs> scores. And then he's got his own Hall of Fame section on his website, um, which he refers to as the video game Pentathlon Hall of Fame. One, Donkey Kong. How many is Pentathlon? Five? Five. One is Donkey Kong. Two, Missile Command, Roy Darstad Sh Schilt. He's talking about himself. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What did you say there? He's putting his own score up here. Okay. He says it, it's messy to read. It's like he says this is the Pentathlon Hall of Fame, but then he throws his score in on the second game. Okay. Which is one million four hundred thirty-seven thousand three hundred ninety-five points on which game? <laughs> Missile Command. Missile Command. Okay. At one hundred rounds, four-inch trackball, slow cursor. Yeah. GWRs, two thousand fourteen. Okay. And then there's Cheyenne, Tron, and Return of the Jedi. That's in his top five. Return of the Jedi. You don't remember Return of the Jedi? Ooh, it's pretty dope. Might have to go back to some of these old arcades yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. I love old Star Wars games, man. Well, here's his comment on the Guinness Book of World Records, 1986. He says, highest score records are meaningless because of the tremendous variance between the games and cassettes available for play at home and in arcades. Sure. Each machine, each joystick setting, each environment is different so that skill and endurance cannot be measured and compared with precision. Therefore, the only records worth publishing are those of contest winners. So he's yeah. got a... He's got a He's got a, a bone to pick with these I guys. I bet. <laughs> well, as you know, I was fairly obsessed with Mr. Awesome. Okay. So I found an article that was recently published. By recent, I mean 2015. 
by a gentleman by the name of Luke Plunkett. 96 comments if you're interested. I didn't get into the comments, but it's titled Mr. Awesome Champion Gamer Playgirl Model. <laughs> picture a world-beating gamer. Take your time. Done? Whatever you pictured, you probably didn't picture Mr. Awesome. Mr. Awesome, a.k.a. Roy Schultz, may be familiar to some of you from his cameo. What does this guy look like? And we're going to get to it. From his cameo in the 2007 film King of Kong, in which he plays a minor background role, which is a shame. If you're sitting down to make a video about a game documentary and you're making it about a likable regular Joe and a villain uh, whose most distinguishing feature is the fact he wears a tie, you're making a terrible mistake. Yeah. We should have made a documentary with him called Schilt Happens. Okay. It would have been, if not as important. He's thought about that for sure. But then at least more entertaining. He's right, because Schilt is a character. In yeah. the film, we got to see his tape where he dress up as Mr. Awesome, and he looks like a cop, but he's like, I'm going to teach you guys how to get Poontang. Yeah, That's fucking it. funny. This guy's right. So... Um, he says the former uh, bodybuilder and fitness guru ah, recorded the planet's highest I recognized this guy, score. I figured this guy was well built. Uh huh. On missile command, his blonde new, hair. Yeah, long. No. Okay. Eighties. His okay. newfound fame on a game he called Macho, and which has phallic associations, began an era of pro, uh, proto reality TV madness for Schilt. Okay. It almost seems prophetic. Now, you made a game of dicks or something? What's going on over here? <laughs> yeah, What's going on? What are you talking about? A bunch of foul. What's going on here? Tell me. Well, Missile Command, it's it cocks. shoots up those fucking it's, things. Yeah. Those fucking straight cock lines. Missile, yeah. Cock missiles. Given the nickname Mr. Awesome, following his feats, Schilt got into his head that since he set this world record, he should have been a celebrity. But of course, we know that didn't happen. Um, anyway... Schilt had ceased to be Roy Schilt and became Mr. Awesome. Designing a military-inspired uniform and driving around L.A. in his customized Trans Am, complete with Mr. Awesome plates. He preached What's to so all. customized about it? What does it look like? It's got, like, fucking Donkey Kong on it or something? It looks like... It looks like... No. I mean, it's got the A. There's, like, A's. Uh, For Awesome? Yeah. It's the Awesome Mobile? He looks a, a cross between, like, a shitty... Um, State police trooper <laughs> okay. and Hitler. <laughs> it's not good. It's got the strap across it. Jesus. Know? So anyway, You're he funny, Chris. He preached to all who would listen uh, an intoxicating mix of regurgitated film quotes, pleas for celebrity, and even life coaching. Um, he was on Stern. Um, wow, I'm sure and, they didn't rip him apart. And he actually made it to Playgirl twice. Ooh. So He's got a piece on him or what? Uh, it's like I told you, saw you before. It, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You, did. you fucking such. It's a, NSFW. It, so no, well, no kidding. Yeah. Unless you, this is your job. Like I said, um, I don't want you guys to look at it, but if you have to, just Google <laughs> Roy Schilt Playgirl. So um, hit images, hit video while you're at it. Well, again. He created a massive campaign to become like a self-help guy, put his real phone number out there, and said he was available for bachelorette parties, mm -hmm. character roles in motion pictures, of course. Swedish massage, tour guiding. Wait, aren't all character roles character? Like, uh, aren't all roles good character point. roles? Good point. 
tour guide. He means like self character. Like he means he wants to play himself. In no the role. character roles. He I wants guess. to be like, uh, you know, he wants to be Morgan Mr. Freeman. Basically. No, he wants to be Mr. Awesome in movies. Is what he wants <laughs> to be. I think you're right. I think you're right. But perhaps the weirdest thing he did, at least on record, is that he sent uh, the issue of Playgirl he was in along with a letter to Madonna. Um, And in a book titled Apocalypse Culture 2, Schilt reckons that after receiving it, Madonna actually called him on the phone. He also speculated that the millionaire pop star had desperate need for his sperm. Right. I don't think any of that's true. Yeah, neither do I. While it would be easy to assume he then rapidly fades into insignificance or perhaps even some kind of institution, Schultz's missile command record stood for 20 years and was finally beaten in 2006. Solid. He's still one of the best players in the game and still shooting his mouth off uh, when he was kicked out of the gathering of the International Video Game Hall of Fame in 2010 for shouting crap at Billy Mitchell. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. I Now, I found a clip. I want you to play it. Okay. Um, it's from Roy Schilt, and I just want to play it for our listeners. Yeah, and I'll feed it into the uh, or feed when, it, when we go live. Let's hear it. Yeah. Give that a play. Let's go. The prestige of Missile Command is a lot greater because it's a macho game. You know, it's Missile Command. It has a lot of paramilitary association. It has a lot of... Association. It has a lot of phallic association associated with it, just like a missile, it's like a penis, you know. It's kind of like there's a lot of penis envy involved. <laughs> of course I was famous. Yeah. All right. So you see how he's dressed. Yeah, pretty lame. What, was, my, was I accurate was with State Trooper meets... Whoop. What, was I accurate with State Trooper means Hitler? Yeah, it's pretty accurate. He does look pretty spiffy and sort of uh, SS the fuck out. Yeah. So um, next, I want to talk about uh, Doris Self. Now, you know I felt slighted with Doris in the film. I suppose so, yes. You don't introduce a third character, a primary character, and don't tell us her arc. So I'm going to fill you right, in Doris. Right, I guess this is kind of rude. So Doris, she was a video game competitor who gained recognition in the 80s as the world's oldest video game champion. Yeah. Well, in 2007, Guinness World Records, she was recognized. Um, in the documentary, um, w- they claim it's a request to recover her standing as the oldest champion from a gentleman by John Lawton, uh, who was the 72-year-old co-founder of the Fun Spot. We never meet this person, John Lawton, in the film. All right. Well, he, he had uh, captured the world rep- record on depth charge. Okay. But they're saying it's a, it's a quest for her to beat this John guy. We never met fucking John in the movie. Right. So... Again, this is my issue, again, with the way it was set up. Well, anyway, in 84, Doris made video game history at the age of 58 when she gained recognition um, as the world's oldest video game champion. And Qbert, that's when she got the high score. You're not far from that age. I think we can get you to get there. Eh, I don't know about that. So um, Put a fucking joystick in your hand. There was. She also set a record in the video game Masters Tournament and self-scored a world record of a million plus 
on the Twin Galaxies tournament settings, the most difficult settings that allow for five men in the game. So or women or exactly. So I think it's important that we give Doris a little bit of due. Okay. Thank you, Doris. Uh, yes. The old hag. <laughs> the old battle axe. Um, so uh, she died <laughs> in an automobile accident. May, may her rest in, may she right, rest in peace. Right after the Qbert attempt. Uh, That's my other thing. If one of your characters dies in the film. What? They didn't even mention it? Or that slowly me down after, or something? You got to say this film's dedicated, dedicated to Doris self. Dude, come on. Um, let's get a little info on Steve Weeby. Can't wait. So as we know, um, he made, you know, several titles. Um, now here's the thing. The Weebster also got his own baseball card. So there's only two that I know of that were in the tops baseball card. All right. Well, in March of 2008, um, he goes to Las Vegas and he played in front of a fluctuating crowd of 1900 party attendees at a nightclub at the Venetian during Microsoft's Mix 08 event. Well, during the attempt, Weeby achieved two scores. First, 929,800 and reaching the kill screen. Then 579,300 points. According to Twin Galaxies records, this is the sixth time someone has reached the touchscreen during a public gaming performance. He and Mitchell are tied for the record at three apiece for kill screens. Weeby performed under the supervision of Twin Galaxies founder Walter Day, who noted possibly the biggest challenges Weeby had to overcome that night were loud music. Wow. Chaotic environment and late hours. Oh. Yep. Well, on July 17, 2008, Weeby made his third attempt to break Donkey Kong high score at the Twist Up 4 event in Santa Monica, but he was unsuccessful. He got like 340 and 466,000. Now, in October 2008, at the E for Expo, uh, he scored 1,200,000. Third time, a million point, million point score had been achieved in public. Wow. Uh huh. And how high, how close was that to the record again? I can't remember. I think one point was 1.4. No, right? All right, go on. So then he gets another record eclipsing both Mitchell and previous record Icarus Hall. And then that, that number was later passed by Mark Keel with a score of 1,147,800. And I believe that might be... The standing record? Nope. I take that back because he beat it again and then Keel took it back from him. So it's up to 1,253,000. Wow. Donkey Kong is. Yeah, Weeb is now... Still the same. You got to do it on the original board. Yep. All that kind of Weeb shit. is currently ranked fifth on the all-time list as, as of 2010. So um, in 2011, he lost the title of world record holder um, to Hank Chin. And that guy's a plastic surgeon. Yep. So this guy actually does something with a little Chinese guy. kid. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Um, now here's the thing about Weeb. It's interesting that like Roy Schilt wanted the celebrity. Billy wants the celebrity. Will Steve, he went on the late, late show with Ferguson ah. attack of the show. He also Ooh. voiced his own cartoon. Uh, that might be a good documentary to get into, the Attack of the Show documentary. Possibly. He also Attack voiced his own cartoon character on Code Monkeys in the episode The Great Recession. 
He also appeared as Jim in Cold the Monkeys film. were the ones who... Okay, go on. He was also in, uh, in the film Four Christmases. That was a big movie. Vince Vaughn and I think Reese Weatherspoon. Oh, yeah, that's the Gary on the kick drum. Dude, Don't come, I think. He was no, in Horrible not. Bosses. No, that's not that one. He was in Horrible Bosses. Wow. He was in Pixels. Wow. Played the DARPA scientist. Cool. And then he played, uh, he was in Sneaky Pete. And um, he also released a contemporary Christian album called The King of Song. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so he's gone on to do some pretty cool things when you think about it. Yeah, he has. Way more than Billy Bitch Mitchell. I want to get into Brian Q. Yeah, I guess we got to get into him too, don't we? He is the gem of the film, in my opinion. Obviously, you know he's got a passion. You have to have a passion for games when you retire at 30. To just yeah. move to New Hampshire so you can be close to Fun Spot. Right. So I found an article written is Fun by... Fun Spot still there? I would assume so. Well, maybe next time I head to New Hampshire, I get down there. Yeah, your sister lives there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should go on a field trip. No. Take this podcast on the road. Oh, wow. Well, I found an article, and this is from Thomas Adams, and he says, I found Brian Q to be the most interesting of all the characters in the film. He's right. In the movie, he's portrayed as a stereotypical nerdy white male overly obsessed with video games. While this, uh, while these things might be true, I found that Brian Q's character is much deeper. I began analyzing his role in the video game world and his relationship to others. Brian first emerged on the scene with the likes of Billy Mitchell, Steve Sanders, etc., vying for the world records at the popular arcade video game um, Donkey Kong. Brian befriended Mitchell, the longtime record holder. The relationship is portrayed in the movie as being his right-hand man. And he is the bearer of Mitchell's newest world record attempt videotape. That's the one he had to guard with his life. Um, however, Q has never set a world record himself on the game. In fact, his highest score for the game at the time in 2008 was a mere 568,000. Well, according, like they say, I, this was what was killing me. What did he, what was his job? Apparently he was a controller at a bank in New York City. And that's when he, quote, retired. Um, this information is important when you consider Q's motivation behind his actions and life decisions. In the movie, we can really see Brian's character come to light when Steve Wiebe is playing Donkey Kong at Fun Spot. Frequently, we see Q standing over Steve's shoulder, commenting about the game. As Steve gets closer to breaking Mitchell's world record, we see Brian start citing luck and randomness for Steve's continued success. All right. As he enters and nears the kill screen. Right. Brian starts bringing many people over to Steve's machine. One could argue that Brian wanted as many people to see the kill screen as possible as it is an extremely rare event. While this may be true, I feel that it is next to impossible for Brian not to have subconscious ulterior motives in bringing a large crowd to Steve's machine. Right. Well, Funspot hosted an annual arcade tournament in 2007, and Q actually set 16 world records at the tournament. However... When you look at the list of games the records were set for, you may want to reconsider before getting his autograph. 1943, Final Lap, Rampage, 
Sprint 2, Starship 1, just to name a few. What the fuck, dude? Since, Even that to me sounds like fucking alien. Since, oh, I remember Rampage. Sounds like chess, <clears throat> sounds like chess moves. Well, the point is, since all these games were less yeah, I like, popular, I like, I like Rampage too. Then something like Donkey Kong, these world records were considered easy to break. Yeah. Furthermore, all 16 records were broken shortly after Q set them, and he has not sent any new ones since. Based on my research and observation, Brian Q's observation. numerous fruitless attempts at holding world records in popular arcade games have influenced his actions and life decisions greatly. He associated himself heavily with Mitchell, moved to Funspot, and passively aggressively attempts to belittle others and other world record holders. With all this, what, what all this means is not for me to say. I'm merely an observer. That's up to Brian Q. There's a great deal more information I've found and more evidence from the movie related to this topic. I could probably write an entire social psychology dissertation on it. Now, I mentioned this in part one, and the, this author says, hilariously and ironically enough, Q's biggest claim to fame might be his portrayal in the movie as he attempts to herd all the people at Fun Spot to see Weeby's kill screen. Right. Can you please play the tape? Okay, Dad? that's not... The one we loaded up, but what is this? No, it's loaded up. 10 hours? Yeah, the one that's 10 hours. Okay, so this is a 10-hour loop? Yep. Just play it, and I'll tell you when to stop. Uh, there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up, if anybody wants to watch. There's a potential Donkey Kong kill screen, if you want to watch. <laughs> there's a Donkey Kong kill screen might be coming up, if anybody wants to see it. Hey, Todd, if you're interested, uh, there might be a Donkey Kong kill screen in a couple of <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. Donkey Kong kill screen. I'd like to play another short clip of Brian Q, if you don't mind. I've got it queued up for you. Go ahead and hit it so you can get a little bit of an an idea of who this guy is. This is Brian Cush interview? Yeah, and just so you know, if you'll notice in the back, Billy is actually playing Donkey Kong in the background. Okay, yes, I do see that. Do you think they actually portrayed you correctly... Uh, in the King of Kong uh, movie documentary? Uh, no, I, I don't think they did a very accurate documentary at all. They made a fictitious movie. Um, the way that I was played as a, shown as a character in King of Kong uh, was somebody uh, completely different from me. They made me out to be like a troublemaker and a villain, and it was simply an angle that the, the executive producer chose to take on me. Um, I'd say my actual persona is not at all like what we saw in King of Kong. It's 100% accurate. Okay. That's exactly who he is. Because he's talking the same way yeah. and acting the same way. Yeah, exactly. Like a, he's being very argumentative and, and uh, he's, he has like a you know body language. If you want to check out the full uh, video, go to Van Buren 20 on YouTube for that one. We missed one clip here. Mr. Awesome Missile Command record We're holder. not there yet. Oh, okay. I thought we did this in order. Um, so I went to Brian Q's Twitter. Um, he only has like a handful of tweets. I'm going to read them to you. There's a potential Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Is there really? Get the fuck out of here. Just letting everyone know there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up if you're interested. That's hilarious. There's a potential Donkey Kong kill screen <laughs> That's coming up. That's pretty funny. So at least we know, you know, he can laugh at himself. Yeah. Uh, okay, you know what? Play the Roy Schilt clip. Now, just so you know, I want you to play this throughout because this man... Obviously, spent some time writing some lyrics 
to a very famous, important song. <laughs> and the song is played to introduce him at his various gatherings. So go ahead and roll the tape on this one, too, if you don't mind, Dave. Oh, say, can you see <laughs> by the arcade's dim light Missile command that we hailed On the ray tube's last gleaming Whose marquee and bright screen So he's doing push-ups. As this yep. fucking guy singing. He's got a tag that says Mr. Awesome. He's playing it's pretty snazzy at that Missile Commander. He's <laughs> got some skinny black dude singing. And he's at full attention getting ready to salute wearing an American tie. Stolen Valor? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. This is Stolen Valor shit. $936,000. But see how that's a four-inch slow track ball? He didn't yep, fuck yep. around. My question is, who wrote those lyrics? I don't know. It's pretty Did bad. Did he hire somebody to no, write those lyrics? Not. Dude, that guy can sell ass space between those teeth. Yeah. The black dude. Yeah. But he got a, he had a nice voice. Oh, man. Let's get to Walter, shall we? Let's wrap it up sure. with Walter. Sure. We'll wrap it up with Walt. So, as you know, Walter retired in 2010 because he was like, I'm tired of these fucking nerds. Yeah. I'm tired of doing all this uh, accounting work for uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, and he decided to go premiere uh, or pursue his career in music. Yeah. I couldn't find any of his music. Um, it's interesting to note, before he started this, uh, he was an oil trader. Um, okay. And he was a vintage newspaper vendor. Okay. How does that work? Vintage newspaper vendor. Is that when you're oh like, yeah. Hey, I got a couple of copies of the day Kennedy died. Okay. No. I, what year is this? You're saying? Now he's no, doing that like now, basically. No, that's what he used to do. I mean, I don't know how long ago we're talking, but, but that's um, a job. I'm sure there was a market for people who needed. Yeah. Probably before the internet. And then and then later they started making even like when the internet around Facebook. Yeah. When I was in high school, I'm sure this was a thing for a little while, but then it it uh, quickly died out, which was. These digital, these digital uh, newspaper like stands that you would go to, and you can basically buy, you know, the London Times, the New York Times from just, and it'll just print it out for you. Oh, really? In like a newspaper style, it's not oh. exactly the same. And then that quickly died out. But like those stands would also go back and print you like historic newspapers from historic days, from all kinds of different historic dates. Interesting. Well, the whole thing that got this started was he read an article in Time Magazine in 82, which featured video games on its cover. And that's when he was like, okay, I'm going to go get into this business and create this international, you know, scoreboard. Um, so he's been known as the king of video game stats. Um that scoreboard was published by Joystick and Video Game Magazine every month for, your, you know, years. Yeah. And, of course, he did all his work with Guinness. 
And <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, get not Guinness pub. <laughs> no, <laughs> Guinness book. And um, I found this interesting. <clears throat> so he um, represented a contest in Victoria, BC, for Can uh, BC Canada for Guinness in '85 when a gentleman named Mark Sutton was proclaimed the new world record pole sitter after a successful 40, 400. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. That's what my, that's, that's your mom Chris, calls no, me. That's Chris's record forever. <laughs> so, Sitting on that pole, baby. So the guy was on a pole for 488 days. What? Yep. That's a flashback to, to Billboard our, Boys. To, yeah. How long did they last? Um, I think not that long. That's crazy. So sitting. what do you, uh, what are the wow? What Dude are the rules of sitting on? Shit, man, that's nuts. Yeah, um, that could hurt your ass pretty bad. You think? I mean, what? It, like, how do you shit? I mean, what's you going just on? shit in a bucket and drop it down, just like those wow, guys on Billboard like, boys did. That's crazy. I mean, man. you could spray if you want, or just <clears throat> bombs away with logs. I guess. Yeah, I guess. So right. I mean, it's not like they're gonna fucking hook guess, up a catheter yeah. to your dick so you don't yeah. have to pee off of it, right? Well, Anyway, um, he also uh, verified competitive foosball records <laughs> and conducted, this was at Twin Galaxies, the Ironman contest, which saw 10 competitors attempt to keep a single game going for 100 hours on one quarter in the hopes of winning $10,000. Right. Cool. So that was the challenge. No, no word on who won. Okay. Um, in 2004, with Guinness... Um, he partnered up with them and um, a science and technology editor at Sweden's DreamHack 2004. Fuck LA yeah, baby. What is that? DreamHack, Sweden's biggest, it's one of the biggest lands in the world, but it's Sweden's definitely What's big. a land? Large area network, which oh. which means that everybody brings their computers. Yes. It's called the BYOC, bring your own computer. Okay. And uh, I've been to a couple of them. I'm talking thousands of people in a very hot uh, basically like a warehouse uh -huh. just oh. it's just very warm because first of all there's body just heat and body computer heat and heat. computer heat so and it it's goes just bo boom but what do you what do you do once you you're just connected? play video games all day on okay. zero ping no latency hold whoa no, whoa stop the nerd express no latency. nobody here knows what zero ping and yeah, they, yeah they do yeah they what, do no yeah. they don't yeah sure well this guy doesn't no because you're old what does that mean Means your your latency, like the 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 lag, the, the, time? the lag time between you and the server is zero, versus so does anywhere that make from twenty it, being good does or that make you come being, faster? Just lag, so you press it and then it shoots. Like there's a lag time. Oh, well, it registers. Well, in two thousand four, he verified the lower the ping, the better. He verified the largest uh, number of separate computers connected in a single LAN network. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> it's fun stuff. Fun it, stuff. Is it? Dave? It is fun. Really fun stuff. <laughs> what Dude. are you doing this weekend? Competing in a land? I mean, I might be. I might consider going to a QuakeCon. Going Zero back latency. to QuakeCon in August. Now that I got my computer. Yeah, I might consider you a loser if you do. <laughs> so let's not do. You that. already consider me a loser. So it's not true at all. Um, in no sweat off my sack. In 2017. Actually, you know what? I want a lot of sweat on my sack. I'm going to. You're going to have on. some if you're in that land network. That's good. Okay. Uh, I hope they have AC there. The land network is redundant. Okay. In 2000. That's what it says here in the fucking notes. I what, have. It says large area network network. Yes. Well, that's stupid. All right. 2017 in Helsinki. 
Uh, he took the stage during the Science Fiction Hugo Award ceremonies to present a Guinness World Records citation that recognized the Hugo Awards as history's longest-running science fiction award. That sounds kind of not important at all. Okay. Sounds uh, like throwing more spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> In 2017, um, he uh, cited the Pinball Expo in Chicago, Illinois, uh, as the longest-running pinball event. Now, you know me. I love pinball. Um, and he, this guy's been in 20 documentaries playing dating himself. dating life, too, pinball. <laughs> playing himself. And he's technically the first eSports pioneer, Ah, if you think about it. Ah. Um, he's been on... Uh, he's been in newspapers... Uh, Magazines. Uh, magazines, all that kind Commercials. of stuff. Commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, Billboards. He's been in over 100 TV news broadcasts. He's been in many, many films, um, some of which we've covered on this show. Ah. Now, this is interesting. Documentary footage of Walter Day's early video game career, which was filmed by Lewis Wilson and John so Sorflitten in uh -huh. 82 and 83, uh -huh. they're considered the earliest known attempt to film a documentary on video game culture. <clears throat> So wow. that same vintage footage was some of the source material used in both Chasing Ghosts and The King of Kong. Wow. Now listen to this. You know what Walter does in his free time? Um, porn. Nope. Amateur oh. ragtime uh, oh. piano career. Wow. Dun, 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 no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, Yep. So uh, fucking fuck with me on my ragtime doggy. You know your ragtime. He established the International Video Game Hall of Different. Fame in Atomwa. Um, so I'm, Atomwa. I'm guessing that's still there. Now this is interesting as well. He's also recognized as the inspiration for Mr. Litwack, the beloved arcade owner in Disney's Wreck-It Ralph animated film. Did you see that? I actually did see the first one, and I liked it. Okay. I also really like the joke from uh, somebody on the James Franco roast about uh, Franco That's James okay. Fra James Franco roast about Sarah Silverman, which was uh, uh, Sarah Silverman was in Wreck It Ralph, which is what most people do to her pussy: they wreck it, then they Ralph. Okay. That was yeah. It's a good one. Um, do you know? Did you see Ready Player One? I did. Okay. Didn't like it as much as Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, well, author Ernest Klein says Walter Day, along with Billy Mitchell, were the inspiration okay. for writing his story in Oof. 2011, which was later turned into the, yeah, the film. Fan. Okay. That's pretty cool. I, I highly doubt that. But my whole point is, I bet he, he's gotten no residuals from any of this. Because none of it is fucking... None of it is based on him. Okay. Well, the writer who wrote it said it was. Oh, so maybe you have a listening problem. All right. Um, he's he's known as the world's premier electronics games referee. Um, <laughs> he's known as the world's premier electronic sports referee. Yeah. That's bullshit. I can name you so many other better ones. Name one. Thorin. That's a fucking referee's name or a player? Uh, he's neither. Exactly. He's you a, couldn't. Uh, yeah, you I, can't I, do I, it. I mentioned You're trying shit on this man uh, nah, nah. who's basically the pioneer. Thorin is what a, you're, uh, and a I journalist. Not, and I know you got to go because you're getting ready to no, play I'm fucking gonna, Quake in my boots just fucking my, 19. My computer just got built by Geek Squad. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Um, so the only thing that you really need to know is 
he did sell out in 2014 okay. um, to Jace Hall of Hollywood, California. Oh, now, he sold his company. Yeah, he got out of Twin Galaxies. Yeah. Um, and then that's when Twin Galaxies later got sued by Billy Mitchell <laughs> because they were like, "That's hilarious." Or no, they 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 not only sued each other, I believe, but Walter, um, uh, excuse me, they sued Walter because they were like, "All these records are bullshit," and that's why we bought your company. Yeah. So you know, you didn't give us the correct equity yeah. value on your company. Sure. So well, didn't, that didn't turn out well for Elon. I just hope Walter made it through this. Can you imagine just like having to deal with these assholes your entire life? Right. And then somebody's like, oh, by the way, we're suing you because your records are bullshit because somebody fucking figured it out that this guy's cheating. I mean, yeah, just I mean, leave yeah. this fucking man alone and yeah. let him go fucking twing his guitar and sing <laughs> when, about. When, when will I ever <laughs> leave Twin Galaxies behind? Um, now he spends his time producing, collecting trading cards and he's working on a musical. Good for him. Yeah. So um, that's the information you need to know yeah. about all these fucking whack jobs in this film. So They're cool to me. Yeah. Who's your favorite out of all of them? Mr. Awesome? Mr. Awesome? No, Brian Q for sure. Oh, Brian Q. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's just I mean, to imagine real. like dropping your life at 30 and you're working at a bank as a controller in New York City. And you're like, yeah, I'm just going to head out to uh, the sticks in Vermont. So I could chase meaningless high scores because I suck at the good games. Yeah. And then I'm going to be Billy's Mitchell's fucking minion. Yep. I mean, and then we saw in the movie his shithole cabin. Right. He slept in a one-bedroom room, and there was a cot on the floor. And, you know, that doesn't sound like retirement that I want to be a part of. I agree. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Like I said, um, the characters are, I mean... You can't do it justice unless you see him. So here's the thing. The movie, while I don't love it, it's worth it just to watch these people. Because, again, these are real-life characters. That are, you can't, can't cast people to recreate these roles. So despite my two-and-a-half docking, I do highly recommend watching it. Cool. So will you rewatch this documentary? No, but I'll go back and watch that guy. The uh, video called Jobst. Jobst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go watch some of those. Probably. If you guys do want to go for well, I'm, I'm sure just Jobst. talking about it, fucking YouTube is going to recommend it to me in my phone because they're listening. Dude, it keeps happening to me too. But you know what? People get upset about that. I'm like, oh, I like thank it. you. Bring it on, baby. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't have I to write to wake something up, down. I want to wake up in the morning, think about French toast, a pill come down a shoot. Uh -huh. I eat it. Think I ate French toast and go on with my day. Please make it happen, life. It's like almost like um, uh, Back to the Future 2 and yeah. Skynet. Together. You're, you're, in, yeah, but yes, yeah. those cute systems. little pizzas. Remember how cool cute I still they haven't are? seen it. I was also too like the little the little uh, jars from Fifth Element. You still never oh, seen? Oh yeah, yeah. You've never, never seen, seen Back to the Future too. That's so crazy. Yeah, to me. seen you one. You have to see it, man. A million times and three once in the theaters. Well, that was that's probably why you never went and saw two because you just yeah, saw three like, and you're like, garbage. I mean, they are jumped the shark by three already. Yeah, but two is good, dude. I see what you did there because in two they actually jumped the shark, the Jaws shark, and it was on its twentieth sequel or something. Wow. Um, guys, I don't even know I did that. Guys, I know that's why you're a comedic genius. <laughs> I like stuttering, John. <laughs> um, we really appreciate your support around here. Every yep. DM helps us. 
takes a lot to do what we do around here. Discord. And, and join the Discord if you want to jump in there, meet some new friends. If you do, you're probably going to have uh, your own meme made. Uh, very quickly. Very somebody, quickly. Somebody will meme the fuck out of you. Yeah. So If is, the link is broken, just message us. I try to keep up with it, but now Discord has done this thing where you have to to and, authenticate. And we boost weird. the server. All well, the time. I know. We get, we got to get in and we'll figure it out. No, I boost the server. I know. I do I too. I pay for it. I do too. But then I can't even use no, we it gotta, on my we phone. We just have to set it up to so that we we force that force the people within to verify their emails. Gotcha. Before we go, what is your favorite arcade game of all time? Fuck. <clears throat> How schnazzy can we get? Like, you want classic arcade? Stand up in the arcade. I mean, that, but then I go to something like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter comes to mind. Uh -huh. But what you're thinking of? Yeah. Probably Missile Command. Missile Command? Yeah. It's just, it was always hard to find a good one. Did you play one. on a slow cursor? Or? It, was, it must have just been an OG slow cursor. Was it four inches? But I also played Missile Command a lot on, I had a computer that mm -hmm. had a bunch of emulators and I was playing with a mouse. Okay. So that was fun yeah. to be able to do that. But um, uh, um, yeah, uh, Missile Command was is probably my favorite. Okay. I'm going to go with... 1984. I have, 1984. I have two. 1984 is good. Or 64, whatever it's called. 1942. 1942. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. That's a good 1942 one. is a lot of fun because I remember I could put a quarter in that and be at that game for like an hour That's like half. the next gen of of arcade stand-up arcades though because like the graphics were significantly yes. better by then yes that's like when you got into like the hardcore favorite of all time though has got to be gauntlet or gauntlet 2 never even heard of it oh that's the machine i had a seizure on oh god yeah that's right and i woke up in the hospital fucking siege and it's weird because i don't really think i played a video game on except for the rare occasion after that i was like i don't want to fucking seize yeah. out again but by the way this week's meme by Retard Sexual Blowtorch with the du double dockers. Yes. Do you know what that's from, right? No. Double Dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. put the Quake tattoo on my wrist. Oh, I did my see God. That. Amazing. And the hat, the, the Three Dog Knight. You still have it. Dude. You still don't even know who Three Dog Knight is. Yeah, Three Dog Knight's uh, Chris Cornell's old band. <laughs> 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 Temple of the Dog. I know. Three Dog Knight was the other band. It was yeah, a, they're from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they did. Jeremiah was bullfrog. Dun, 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 dun. He was a good friend of mine. Dun, 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 dun. Never cool. could understand a single word he said, but he always had some mighty fine wine. Uh -huh. Um. There is one other game, and I don't know the name of it, but I used to play uh, play it at a place called Pojo's, and it was the it was like Akari Warriors, which was one of my favorites. Okay, but all you would do is you go upright and you would jump in a tank, and then you would shoot at various objects. Okay, and then when you you could get a better tank, and then when yeah. you couldn't get a better tank, you were just had a gun. And then you would throw hand grenades, and that was okay. one of my favorite games. And it was games. Stro scroll upwards, yes. upwards. And I, I do kind of remember something like that. And I've been trying for years to figure out what it's it was not, called. It's like a not Metal Slug, obviously, or a not. Um, um, I I do know. We're gonna find out. If you remember, put it in the comments. I would thank you because I would love to go to an arcade and play that. So if you, I do remember. Know, I'll, I'm gonna find that game. We're gonna play it okay. at some point. And I can even remember computer. the tanks were blue. Okay. You jump into the little tank and, and yeah, it's an, a, a vertical scroller. It's vertical. vertical scroller. Yep. You and got like helicopters attacking you, all kinds of shit. Yeah. And, and you got to just kill them. Yeah. Yep. Got and it. shout out to Matt Walker for um, commenting 
on last week's episode that led me to Carl Jobst and oh, his videos. Love it. So um, all these little tidbits that you guys send to us help make the pod better. Yeah. So please keep doing that. And thank you, as always, to Broccoli Farms for your support. Dave, congratulations on 50 episodes. 50 episodes, bud. Almost a year. We'll get there. Yep. And of course, we got some special surprises coming down the pipe. But again, I can't reiterate. Eh, Piper. No, Pike. it's coming down the pike. Don't try to fuck with me on that one. You, you fucked with me on that. I don't remember which one it is now, but you called me out on that bullshit. They're coming, coming down the pike. They're coming down the pike. So we do look forward to bringing yep. you this show and we'll continue to do so. For how for how long, Dave? At least mm. another year. At least another year. And then if we're bankrupt after another year, uh, then we're going to start begging for money. Yep. So Patreon. We'll see you next Page. week. We'll see you next week for episode 51. Enjoy. We hope you enjoy this uh, episode as much as we did making it.